Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cloud Wars Live, where we explore today's digital revolution by speaking with business executives and thought leaders who are changing how the world lives, works, plays, learns, and dreams. Our guest today is one of our favorite monthly digital all-stars, Sean Amirati. Sean is a professor at the business school at Carnegie Mellon University, where he started the Corporate Startup Lab. He's also a venture capitalist. He's an author. He's a podcaster and a serial entrepreneur. Sean, welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me, Bob. It's, there's a little bit of background noise here today, but we wanted to get this one in. So hopefully this will work out well for everybody. Yeah, it looks like you're uh, down at the stock exchange, Sean. You're getting ready maybe to you know, do some great things today. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, so we had an event last night for Carnegie Mellon at World Trade Center uh, for, at Moody's Analytics. It was a, it was a really fun night, um, but I didn't think about commute time effectively. Uh, I'm not a, I don't have as much New York experience as you, Bob, so I didn't quite process the commute time correctly here. So. No, no problem at all. So, Sean, you know, really interesting uh, things going on over the last week or so. I know at the Goldman Sachs Technology Investors Conference, uh, a lot of the big tech executives were up there. And honest to gosh, Sean, I was blown away by, um, you know, some of the comments that were made by uh, AWS Andy Jassy, the CEO there. And, you know, he has done a phenomenal job with that company. You know, uh, he has the size, the master, and the growth rate. But uh, you know, it's folklore that uh, that they're disrupting other industries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if that's folklore, like I want to know. I, I want to make sure that we have the same definition there. Uh, and I mean, and I mean, he's. You're right. He's been an incredible CEO, right? I mean, I believe he was CEO of the year for you a, a year ago, right? Um, he's he's done an incredible job. Period. Full stop. Uh, part of what he's done an incredible job of, as I understand it, is actually talking to their customers, right? So, so I don't know what customer told him that he's, he or she is not worried about Amazon coming in, squeezing their margins and driving them out of business, right? And I'm a capitalist. Like, I, I, that's, that's all fine. It's all fine. It's 100% fine. But man, I mean, we talked about this at the end of the year predictions episode, like, he can say whatever he wants at Goldman, but he should have, after those stupid comments, walked down the hall, talked to their investment banking group, and figured out what do we need to do to make AWS a standalone business. Like, that's what he should have done at the Goldman Sachs conference, because it is not folklore. I, 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 can tell, I hear this all the time, and I, I'm, I'm sure you do as well. This is a major part of companies' decision-making process right now in terms of who they're going to go with, because they don't want to give their their precious cash to somebody who turns around and eats their lunch. And, and, and I totally get that. That's totally fair. AWS would be one of the 10 most valuable companies in the world the day it went public. It, it, he, it, I, you know, and I understand this basically works for everybody except for Jeff Bezos, right? Like, cause right now Jeff Bezos is CEO of two of the most valuable companies in the world. I, I totally understand that dynamic. Um, and another incredible CEO. This is not, this is not being critical, but like the reality is that asset is worth so much more as a standalone business. There are a ton of customers I think that would make very different decisions if AWS was a was a standalone entity, and the cash from spinning it out would allow Amazon to go do a lot more amazing things, which would oxygenate innovation in a way that 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 needs to happen right now. So it makes sense from an Amazon perspective. But to call it folklore is literally, 
it's an embarrassment to the intelligence of everybody in that room. And you shouldn't be embarrassing people's intelligence that are going to need to spin you out as a standalone company. That's just, and ultimately investing. It was just, it was a crazy move. The more interesting point to me though today, I thought Bob is like, again, we've talked about this a lot, but if you're one of those customers, it's an interesting business decision. Do you go with Amazon or do you go with one of their competitors? But the, but the more relevant point I think is you need to start playing offense, right? You, you cannot wait for Amazon to come enter your market and squeeze your margins and, and erode your market cap. Like you need to go play offense yourself. You need to sort of, what we've talked about before is sort of the Disney plus strategy, right? You need to go look at what are our unfair competitive advantages and when, and, and, and that may mean you don't want to finance your competitors, but separately, you got to start playing offense. And that's the conversation Amazon's customers, I think, should really be having right now. Sean, it's interesting what you say there about, you know, moving on offense, because look at a couple of things that, you know, Microsoft has done recently and Google Cloud, right? AWS's sure. biggest competitors. On the one hand, you know, I thought this point that at that same investors conference that Thomas Kurian made, where he's describing how Google Cloud is going to take all the phenomenal capabilities of Google and Google Cloud, right. um, machine learning, AI, you know, data sure. management, privacy, security. He wants to move them up the stack into this whole new notion of a, a type of high-end application nobody's ever done before, right. specifically built around AI data analytics. And you've got Microsoft doing a number of things, making friends with all the other big tech companies, even Oracle, and they're building out a number of applications in different ways, the platform, the database stuff. And meanwhile, I'm not saying AWS hasn't done anything, but they seem stuck a little bit in the middle. And I think it's partly driven by this notion of what you've described there. So, uh, Sean, you know, those other two, two of the biggest, most powerful, best capitalized companies in the world, they're going to be throwing everything they have at this. And it's intriguing to hear you say AWS is a little bit shackled right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, I think what you're seeing is Microsoft and Google are doing in the cloud space exactly what retailers should do, what healthcare companies should do, what banks should do, all the, you know, I mean, they're saying, what are we, what are, what's our incumbency advantage? What are we best in the world at, right? I mean, I think Google is, can make a good claim that like on the ML and AI side, that there's, there's plenty of unfair competitive advantage around the talent, but also the scale and the, the sort of things that Google is able to do just because of who Google is that they can then bring to Google Cloud, which is interesting. Certainly on the Microsoft side, right? Like Microsoft has a lot of, like Satya has done an amazing job kind of pivoting the business in a way where like in B2B enterprise tech, there's just a, there's a bunch of incumbency advantage for Microsoft and they're now bringing it to, to the Microsoft Cloud, right? Like, you know, it, Amazon, I think, is the they are the 800-pound gorilla in this space. They do have weird dynamics between AWS and the rest of this business. It does scare the, it scares their. It just does. Like folklore, like that's just a stupid statement. But like, but like, it does scare AWS customers. And now you now, I mean, they're really they're fighting a two-sided war here, right? You've got Google on the tech side and and Microsoft. Not the Microsoft doesn't have great tech, they, they, they absolutely do, but they're doing this in a very Microsoft enterprise tech kind of, kind of way. Um, and it's just, it's, 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 uh, I mean, the, 
it can't happen soon enough to make AWS a standalone company from my perspective. Well, Sean, I'm going to toss out a couple things, and I realize this is a limited view, but it's an interesting view. Yesterday, we did an episode with the newest member of the Digital All-Stars, Peter Stubbe of ETR Research. They've got 10-year trendable data from CIOs and CTOs about the enterprise purchases they're making. He says that there's absolutely no question that in the last six months, Google Cloud's uh, level of interest from buyers has gone up dramatically. And also, Microsoft's has gone up not as much as Google Cloud, but also quite significantly. Both of them are now revealing more of this forward-looking, uh, you know, front-edge indicator interest from buyers, more so than AWS. And I think it goes back again to this notion of they can't so AWS can't sort of fully be who it is and what it needs to be while it's part of another very big, very powerful, very visible organization. That's right. And Sean, right. you think that untethered, uh, it was really intriguing. AWS right away, boom, they're going to become one of the 10 most valuable companies I, in the world. I think, I, I think absolutely. And here's why. Like, so, so, um, so those companies that you just mentioned still have other businesses that come along with them, right? So you want to make a bet on Google Cloud or you want to make a bet on Microsoft Cloud, you still got to, you still got to, make a bet in the case of Google on a multi-billion dollar advertising business. And there's questions, I think in, in important questions around sort of the macroeconomic uh, trends around digital advertising um, that I think smart people may come to different conclusions around. But the reality is that's part of the bet you're making. It's hard to uncouple Google Cloud from the rest of the Google digital advertising business. And Microsoft has a bunch of, and in the case of Microsoft, I think these are real assets, but there's still other parts of their business with Word, Windows. I mean, they have or Microsoft Office, I'm sorry, Microsoft Windows. I mean, there, there's real other parts of the business that you're also buying when you buy a, a, a share of Microsoft. If, if AWS was a standalone security, you could literally just make a bet on the macro trend of cloud computing. And I think there's a lot of very smart investment managers who would love to own basically an untethered, you know, unencumbered, you know, long, short position on cloud computing. And I mean, uh, so I'm actually interested, going back to the, the research that you mentioned, I, I haven't looked at that yet, um, but I'm curious. So that on a percent change, he's seen the interest in Google cloud had the most growth right yeah. but on absolute number basis right so on sort of the base they're growing from what's the ranking for what is the ranking he's seen well do you he, know he did say you know it's coming off something of a smaller base but that you know trending from last year to this year uh you know when google cloud was certainly around all of last year and then coming into this year that the the um the delta there for Google Cloud, the interest going up is really quite dramatic. And he put a yeah, the growth, the, the percent growth is going and, up. And most. the interest yeah. and you yep. say, hey, I got to, yep. and then Shani also, Peter also had um, 
and his monthly series will be called Stuby on Spending because that's he's talking to the people who are you know, making these buying decisions. He said he also does some qualitative research and over and over and over again in these qualitative interviews he had with buyers, they said Google's always had great technology. Now they have the leadership that allows them to connect what they know in this Right. And that's, the, I mean, that's, that's the TK. I mean, that's TK, right? So, like at the end of the day, that's why I see of the year this year on Cloud Wars, right? Like that's that's and that's and that's awesome. But but the point is today, if you're if you're the Amazon board today, you have lots of great things you can say. And I think if you can if you can set it free, if you will, before before your lunch gets eaten, this becomes a really interesting battle. But I'm telling you. I mean, I, I can't believe he, Andy actually believes this. I don't know him, but I just, it feels inconceivable that that's actually what he believes. But if, if, I mean, if they're delusional enough to think that like this isn't a problem for their business, I, I would not want to be reassessing this conversation in 12 to 18 months, right? Because um, there are, this, this is not white space anymore. There are real competitors with their own advantages and their own talented leadership teams that are that are coming for that business. You gotta set Amazon Web Services free at this point. Sean, that's very intriguing. Let me mention one more thing, then you can have the last word here. Um, it was about a year ago, uh, early in 2019, that Microsoft, they think it's just the way Microsoft does things. And it, it ties in a little what you said a minute ago about not just their technology, but how they think and how they move and how they go to market. And, how they communicate. They started early in 2019 releasing a series of strategic wins they had with Walmart, with Albertsons, with the Walgreens Boots Alliance, you know, on and on, just boom, boom, boom. Another of these, the biggest retail companies in the world. And it showed photos of the CEOs of those company with Satya Nadella. And they, they were saying, these are transformational moves that are going to take us in to the next decade. You know, these, they're, they're helping um, out, uh, the one big grocery store company, Kroger, was another one of their huge ones. They're helping Kroger become a software company. So given those two perspectives there, uh, you've got Andy Jassy trying to say it's folklore that we disrupt industries. And then over here, you've got CEO Satya Nadella standing up with the CEOs of these retail companies showing how at a CEO level, they're doing transformational things in a retail space without ever, Nadell never mentions Amazon, but clearly he's saying, hey, you've got other choices out there. They might not have as clean a business model coming into this as we do. So I, I agree, it's, it's really becoming a problem for them. But I, I'm really intrigued by the degree to which you say they not only need to break apart, but if they do, the incredible regard in which AWS would be held. That, that's very powerful, Sean. Well, I mean, so so you do the rankings. How much how much revenue is is Amazon AWS doing these days? Uh, it was thirty five billion dollars in in nineteen. Yeah, I mean, that's that's yeah. not. I mean, the, and that's and I, you know that's a really awesome gross margin. Like that's a that's a incredibly valuable technology business, and uh, it, I. And it, and it would literally be a bet on cloud computing, which you've chronicled well in Cloud Wars, like that, this is the future of 
this is the future of technology, right? And so if you want to make a bet on the future of technology, you now have this completely independent asset. Um, and, and I think you would see, if AWS was a standalone business, you'd see them doing the same type of business model explorations and JVs, like the, the similar things that, you're, that you see Microsoft able to do, AWS would be able to do. But I mean, is the CEO of Kroger gonna really stand up on stage with the CEO of Amazon who also happens to own Whole Foods? Like, it's just, it's, it, it's not, it's not crazy. It's just, it's an, it's a, uh, it's just, it's, it's not a play that they can make if they're still part of Amazon and they need to be able to make those kind of plays and they're doing themselves no favors spinning a story to Wall Street or even more scary if they actually believe that's true. That's the only thing worse than that this is spin. Like literally, like there's a bad scenario, which is that they're spinning something that they know is false. This company needs to be set free um, and it would be incredibly valuable if it was. Um, and I just, I mean, I saw the, 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 um, the quote from Goldman Sachs conference and immediately thought to myself, well, that prediction is looking, I mean, these predictions that we did at the end of the year, right, they're just kind of fun. But, um, but that's a prediction that like, I'm like feeling much better about here in February than I was uh, when we made it in November. Um, Sean, that was a good one. Now all we need to do is have Walmart well, by yeah. FedEx. Okay. And, you know, you're batting a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Microsoft buy Slack. That's the, that's the other one. As they make, I mean, we won't, we don't have time to get to this today, but the Teams thing, like, come on, boys. Like, we could make a similar conversation about, about the need to, to think strategically about Slack at this point, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sean, great stuff. Uh, always a pleasure to be with you. Um, interesting, you know, background here for you today. Thanks for making the time to jump in. Really Thank you. interesting perspectives about AWS. We'll see how this unfolds. All right. Thanks, Bob. All right. Thanks to all of you folks for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. Sean Amirati with his monthly Amirati on innovation. We'll see you next time.